Welcome to Groundbreakers from 4constructionpros.com, the podcast that highlights the innovative equipment, technology, companies, and individuals that are breaking new ground in the construction industry. In this ConExpo 2020 throwback interview, Fred Rio, Director of Construction Digital Technologies at Caterpillar, talks where the industry is on the pathway towards autonomous technology on the job site and what autonomy could mean for construction business owners and equipment operators. Caterpillar is bringing autonomy to the market with three fundamental blocks, making machines smarter, introducing remote control operation, and a back office system that can monitor job site progress and dispatch to the machines. Let's get the scoop now. Many of us have the expectation of autonomy and, it, and it's, it's natural because we do have all the technology and all the ingredients to deliver autonomy um, quickly. However, you know, one of the things we want to always caution is that, especially in construction, where it's a, it's a very dynamic um, situation and you have a lot of subcontractors and many different companies working in the same place. And, and, and truly, it's very, it, you know, we do plan the outcomes, but it's very hard to plan the work. Um, so we need to temper the expectation that autonomy um, isn't going to be delivered all at once, but it's going to be delivered through increments of value throughout time. And the way uh, Caterpillar is, uh, is bringing autonomy to the market really has three fundamental blocks. So the first enabling technology is obviously uh, more and more automation of machines to the point where they're so automated, we can definitely re refer to them as autonomous. Um, in Naturally, here at the show, um, a lot of the new value on the machines is around the technology, the automation, the ease Absolutely. of use, and uh, to the point where we actually are going to be unveiling a semi-autonomous compactor, which uh, really in which the operator is there just to make sure the machine is uh, performing safely, but the machine is working completely on its own. So that's the first step is to make our machines smarter and smarter and smarter. The second step is to introduce the, the remote control operation. And uh, we are launching here at uh, ConExpo. Available in the second half of 2020 is the CAT Command Station, which initially will support our smaller wheel loaders, um, next-gen excavators, and the uh, uh, dozers starting in the beginning of next year. So those three families will be supported. And we see this as a fundamental building block for autonomy um, because the first thing that it allows us to do is to operate several different machines from the same station so the user can actually you know as we automate these machines get them on task kind of get them started and then as one machine is started the user can quickly switch to the next machine get that machine started on its task and so on and so forth so the first two building blocks we talked about are uh, smarter machines, the remote control station, and then the third element is a back office system that is able to monitor the progress on the job site and dispatch the correct orders to the machines so that all the machines are working uh, together um, in concert towards a common goal. Right. Now, I did have a chance to see the command console mm -hmm. in action, and it's impressive how quickly the machine responds. Can you talk about the, the concern about the latency of, of this technology? Sure, absolutely. As a matter of fact, you just touched onto one of the points which we believe is going to be Caterpillar's secret sauce when it comes to remote control. 
Um, and what we found is that you really have to keep the lag between when you move the joysticks and when the machines actually operate, but mostly that visual feedback, that time lag has to be less than 50 milliseconds or so, which is an incredibly short amount of time when you think that these machines are thousands of miles Absolutely. away. And if you think of all the switches and routers right. and satellites that all these communications go through. So at the heart of that is a, uh, a dedicated camera system with a proprietary encryption of the images, uh, um, uh, file compression of those image video images, and of course the decompression on the station. And it's the it's really the way that we've architected that video compression and decompression and encryption um, that allows us to have such low latency. You you might have noticed that we had the onboard cameras, right? And then we also had just a camera that was kind of like a sight camera. That sight camera doesn't go through our encryption system and you can definitely notice that there's a noticeable lag between those two video images. Right. Even okay. though they're both coming from, from the, the same, same place. from the same place. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, so how do you get, um, what do you see as the obstacles, the potential barriers to moving forward along this roadmap towards full autonomy? Absolutely. So um, there's a, a, a couple of, of different ways to look at this, but they're all very much the same. Um, so the first thing is, before we decide that we want to pursue autonomy, the first thing we need to ask ourselves is, what problem are we trying to solve? Autonomy for the sake of autonomy um, does sound fun, but you know, construction isn't about fun. We, we really need to bring to the bottom line the benefits of the technology. And um, you know, as you bring, as a, as, as a contractor, as you bring these technologies into your job site, you really want to ask, you know, why am I doing this? What problem am I trying to solve? And then be very targeted about which technologies you are going to start with. It could be remote control. It could be cat productivity. It could be, you know, uh, more automation on the machine. And then build on from there. And don't forget, you know, the change management. Just bringing the technology in the job site is not going to solve all your problems. It is about training. It is about sure. process. It's about bringing the technology in and then implementing all the change management around it to make sure that it pulls through to the bottom line to a result. Uh, if it's safety, if it's operators, if it's uh, productivity or profitability, we can, uh, you know, you, you want to make sure that you're getting that uh, improvement that you were looking for. And that's where I, I really do believe that Caterpillar and its dealer network uh, can bring a, a differentiated value um, being there with the training, the process, the change management, and helping these technologies, again, not only be adopted, but become value for uh, the customer. That, that's great that you're there to help support that to move in, in a, a new direction for a lot of companies, yeah. new opportunities. Absolutely. That is where this will either be a great success or a failure is our ability to deliver, uh, but then also train and, and help customers throughout the life cycle 
uh, to get the most out of the technology. For sure. Uh, one thing that keeps coming to mind for me is the fact that the construction site, there's so many variables on a typical construction site. It's not like a mining operation where it's a high production, very repetitious type of mm -hmm. applications. How, how realistic is it to think that we will someday see a fully autonomous construction site? So I, I would start by, I, I think I would start by saying uh, everything in the contrary of everything, right? So first of all, you are, you know, you're spot on. It is a, a very complex environment. And that is why I, I always, you know, want to say it be very, uh, be very targeted and very conscious of what problem you're trying to solve and start with that. Um, having said that, you know, that it is a journey more than, than you know, it's all going to happen at once for all machines. Um, I, I agree with you that there will always be a human element. Uh, it may be part of the remote control, right? Um, but having said that, you know, you can't underestimate the human spirit and we, we always do exceed our own expectation. Um, I do believe that in my lifetime, certain simpler job sites, um, especially, you know, something like a, a cut and fill or, or a mass excavation or a mass haul um, could possibly be performed with a high degree of autonomy by robots. Okay, okay. Well, time will tell if that comes true, Absolutely. but one of the examples that was given during the Precon Expo press event, um, press briefing that we attended was a trenching application. Yes. Uh, can you kind of talk through that a little bit, how something like that where it is a long, perhaps a long distance trenching application, sure. where it could come into play? And, and that's, you know, so the example I used was, you know, um, that of how you, a lot of us talk about autonomy and, and really have this concept of it's all or nothing. It's either fully autonomous or isn't. Right. And I personally believe, or at least, you know, what we found as, as we're going down this journey is that it's actually all shades of gray. Mm -hmm. And um, the example we gave was, for example, if we had a, uh, um, an excavator that was able to trench autonomously, one way that that might happen is a user with a remote control would maybe drive the machine along the path of the trench, right. uh, record that path, and then click auto trench, and the machine would start trenching automatically. Um, and let's say the machine could probably be busy for the next 40 minutes. At that time, the user could switch to a different machine and now you have one user, two machines, and one of them is performing a task automatically or maybe autonomously. I'm not sure how to describe it. I don't think you know there probably is a right or wrong. Um, but as he's working on the first, on the second machine, maybe the first one runs into a boulder and it needs some help. So we would turn our attention back to the first machine, help it, you know, negotiate whatever is happening, and then have it resume this trenching operation while we go back to our second machine. Um, which, by the way, could be a dozer, which is cleaning up around the trenching or doing some trench prep work. But at the end, when that first machine is done trenching and the pipe shows up on a truck, we're probably going to manually put the pipe inside. You know, somebody will uh, sling the pipe up and then we'll take manual control of the excavator and lay the pipe in a hole. So that's where I bring in this concept of its shades of gray. It doesn't have to be, you know, all or nothing. In that example, it, was the excavator autonomous or not? I don't know. But certainly you had one user getting a lot of work done with two machines 
So a step in the right direction in terms of safety and productivity, right? Absolutely. And one of the things, well, actually two things come to mind. First, the, the viewpoint that you're replacing operators, um, that operators could be losing jobs. Second, is this going to help with the operator shortage that's mm -hmm. out there? How do you address both sides of that equation? So absolutely, you know, as, as we speak to, to contractors all over the world, there are a couple of things. So the first one is um, in, in terms of keeping their workforce safe. That is the first thing that they talk about when we talk about um, you know, operators and, and, and people. Sure. And certainly remote control does take uh, people out of the harm's way and, and allows them to operate possibly um, dangerous operations and, and, and become, instead of operators of a machine's user of the remote control station. Um, in the beginning, it's going to be most likely a one-to-one. -one. So as you move people from the machine cab all the way out away from it to the remote control station, um, so you know it's not necessarily going to be a reduction in operators, but certainly it's going to allow uh, people to operate from an environment that's safer, and also um, it's it's uh, it, it's going to be more comfortable, and you know even possibly an operator. Uh, that maybe as they're getting um, a little bit older with age, don't want to have to climb on top of machines and get shook around all day. Um, we have examples, uh, uh, real examples, and many of them of operators that have stated that uh, with the remote control technology, they are willing to extend their career by as much as a decade. Oh, that's really interesting. Absolutely, and working possibly part-time. Um, we've also seen uh, what's possible to shift the demographics um, there's a wonderful video um, on YouTube uh, about uh, segs, Segways for Vets organization that actually brought in um, disabled or injured veterans and they were able to operate and do work thanks to remote control that their bodies didn't allow them to do anymore but possibly because of the missing limbs and things like that. So it, it is, uh, you know, it opens up doors and possibilities that we probably haven't thought through yet. Um, and uh, one of the things that I'm really looking forward to is putting, you know, going to market with this technology and actually standing back and watching how our, uh, our customers who are so creative are going to put this technology to use in ways that were completely unforeseen. I so. think it's going to be very exciting to see that develop for sure. Is there anything else that um, you'd like to share about wh what you see coming down the road? Um, perhaps where, how, I know everybody's anxious to see the latest and greatest come to fruition, but how far down the road are we? Uh, you know, where, when do we see this great new technology coming? Absolutely. So, well, I guess I would say you know, here today in Las Vegas at ConExpo 2020, we are unveiling a lot of that technology. Like I said, you know, the Keck Command Station, an absolute game changer. Um, the semi-autonomous uh, compactor is now commercially available, as a matter of fact, uh, starting today is Monday. So as of today, um, that is available. Um, then, you know, when will the first fully autonomous machines be available? Well, you know, certainly, we are doing a lot of work 
Um, we, we tend to be very conservative in our communications in CAT sure. and, and make sure that we present, we preserve that uh, image of a brand that only talks about things that are real. Okay. And uh, so I can certainly tell you that there is an incredible amount of energy and resources in Caterpillar today to bring autonomy to construction. Um, we are partnering with select customers to pursue uh, the automating and uh, you know automation of uh, many of the operations on their job site, and uh, soon to be uh, commercially available, uh, you know, at your local cat dealer. Well, that's all the time we have today. Thank you to our guests for joining us. Tune in every Thursday for another episode of the Groundbreakers podcast by ForConstructionPros.com, and be sure to subscribe and share as we break more new ground together. Until next time.